Monday, I got dropped to school early in the morning. Mom had the early shift at the hospital, and Dad was hanging out with Michael again doing research. When I got to school, I put my backpack down in my locker and grabbed out my notebook and pen. I always liked to steal away just a few minutes, whenever I could, to write down whatever was on my mind. I was very careful not to write anything down about being a vampire, or any of my extra special skills, just in case one of my books ever got lost. Except for in my diary, of course, which I keep at home in my bedroom. I took my notepad and pen outside and sat in the grass next to the football fields. I was one of the only kids there this early in the morning, so I thought I would have a little bit of alone time. I started to write down the first thing that came into my head, which was exactly what I liked to do to get myself into a creative mood. Cool, wet dew on the blades of grass that graze my knees. Watching the sky open up to the day and the earth, trees, blades of grass, and my skin grow crisp as the warmth comes over us. I was curled over my notebook. It was brand new, so I wanted my writing to be nice and neat. But the words were flowing quickly, so I also had to keep pace with them. That was when I heard footsteps coming in my direction. They were at the gate, which was a long way from where I was sitting, but I knew that they were headed in my direction by the way they sounded. I heard the trudge, too light to be an adult, so I didn't worry too much. It must have been one of the kids coming to play on the field. I didn't bother looking around until I heard my name being called. Rose, a voice said. I turned around and he was standing right above me. I looked up and saw Justin's crooked grin looking back down at me. His mop of hair hanging over his forehead as he peered over my head into my notebook. Studying? he asked as he casually sat down beside me. I moved over to make room for him, which I realized was silly because we were sitting in a massive open field. No, just writing, I said self-consciously. I don't know why I was self-conscious about that, but I just hoped he wouldn't start asking questions, or worse, wanting to see what I had written. How embarrassing. Can I see? he asked. Damn it! How was I supposed to get out of this? Um, it's not very... He cut me off before I could finish. Don't tell me it's not very good, Rose. If it's written by you, I'm sure it's awesome, he said. I grinned and looked down at my notebook. I was still unsure whether I wanted him to see it or not. It's okay, you don't have to show me, he said. Just tell me what it's about. That was also embarrassing. Well, it's, um, well, it's not really finished. Actually, I had barely even started, but I was writing about the morning. What about the morning? he asked. Just it. Just the morning. That's it. I said. He looked a bit confused. Oh, he said. He glanced down at his hands. I think he was actually nervous or lost for words. Oh, look, you can read it, but it's not very good, I said as I handed over the book. I just, I guess I just write down what I see and feel and try to imagine it like a song or something. I don't know. This is really good, he said reading the tiny little sentence I had written down. I knew he was just being nice. I can imagine it as a song, too, he went on. Cool wet dew on the blades of grass that graze my knees, he sang with a half grin. 
Of course, his singing voice was gorgeous. I giggled a little bit and then stole my notebook back. Okay, that's enough laughing at me for one day, I said. I wasn't laughing at you, Rose. I was laughing at my terrible singing, he said. Oh, right, sure, I smiled at him. He smiled back and shook his head. No, really. I really like what you've written. I can't wait to see the rest. You should keep writing. Just then, someone else called my name. It was Char, and I could hear her from outside the cafeteria. I think Char wants me, I said, without thinking. Uh, how do you know? Justin asked, looking around. Char was too far away for a human to hear her. Uh, well, she's over there waving at me, I said quickly. Luckily, when Justin looked over, she was waving. Oh, okay, well, I'll catch up with you later. Are we still on for this weekend? He asked, hopefully. Yes, what do you want to do? I asked, standing up and straightening my skirt. Well, there's a basketball game on down at the stadium. I thought we could go watch if you want. Sounds great, I said. He got up too and picked up his bag, and as he did, he moved closer to me. He smiled at me and then looked down at his hands. Okay, so I'll see ya, he said, but he didn't move. Okay, bye, I said as I slowly moved past him to walk toward Char. As I walked by him, he grabbed my hand and held it for a moment. I turned back and looked into his eyes, and he smiled again, his gorgeous face lighting up. I couldn't help but smile back, and we stood there holding hands for a moment. Then he gently let go, and I started to walk backwards toward Char. I walked backwards for a minute, still smiling at him, and then I said another quick, Bye, and turned and raced back towards Char. Char's eyes were wide as I jogged towards her. What was that? she asked. Were you guys holding hands? Shut up, I said. Don't goggle at me like that. People are staring at you. Rose, you're blushing like a ripe tomato, she said, giggling. No, I'm not, I said, as Char and I rounded the corner of the cafeteria and spotted Josie and Lai. As soon as we were close to them, Char spilled the beans. Rose and Justin are a thing, she said. Whoa, we are not a thing, I said. We just held hands. It's no big deal. What? You held hands? Josie asked. Oh, that is so cute. You two are adorable. Wait, tell me exactly what happened, Lai said. Don't leave anything out. I sighed and rolled my eyes. Well, we were just talking, and then he mentioned about going to see the basketball game this weekend. And then, when I was walking away, he grabbed my hand and just held it for a second. Oh my god, that is so adorbs, Lai said. I'm so jealous of you two. You're super cute and it's obvious that he's like obsessed with you. What? No, he isn't obsessed, I said. I do think he likes me though. Well, don't say anything, but I heard from the girl that I sit with in science class, who heard from her brother that's on the football team with him, that he talks about you all the time, Josie said. Really? I asked. Yeah, she said she heard from one of his friends saying he is always distracted when you're around and he doesn't play properly. Oh, how adorable, Lai said, with her eyes wide and her hands clasped together. Okay, yes, they're super cute together. This is big news, but we also have loads to talk about, Char said. Like what I found out last night about Josie's powers? What did you find out? Josie asked. Well, I was waiting to tell you until we're all together, but you might be stronger than we first thought. 
Oh, really? Josie asked. What makes you say that? Well, remember you told us the story of the stone that you made to help that man in the hospital? She asked. Yes, I had read about it and I thought I could do it. Well, when you read about it, you were reading from a study my dad did. But the thing about the study was that it was from a thousand-year-old text that he bought from a witch when he was a teenager. The text is about the original witches. What are the original witches? Lai asked. The original witches were literally just that. They were the first witches ever to exist. They were thought to be blessed by the spirits of fire, water, earth, and air. Their clans had one leader, the Mother Witch, who had the combined powers of all four types of witches. Okay, so what does that mean for me? Josie asked. Fire witches can make soul stones, Shar said, but they can't make the soul stone that you made. Wait, what? Well, I wasn't following what Shar was talking about at all. Okay, so Rose's mom gave my dad the soul stone that she found in the pocket of the guy at the hospital, the one that Josie made. And my dad and Rose's dad have been studying the stone, testing it against different elements to see how it fares. I'm so confused, but go on, Lai said. They put a lady beetle on the stone, and then they dropped the stone into the fireplace, and the lady beetle survived. Then they dropped it into a bucket of water and left it overnight, Shar said and the lady beetle survived, still clinging to the rock in the morning. Oh, I said quietly. I think I get it. What? Josie asked. Yeah, I'm still not getting it, Lai said. Your soul stone has the four elements attached to it, Shar said. Josie just stared at her with her mouth open. So wait, she can control all four elements? Lai asked. We think so, Shar said. Wait, so does that make her a descendant of the Mother Witch? I asked. That would make her a direct descendant, Shar said. Wait, but how can that be? Josie asked. My mother and father aren't witches. I could see that Shar struggled to answer her. Well, we can't be sure, but we know for a fact that you made a stone that can protect against the four elements, so you have to be a descendant. That makes zero sense, Josie said. I need to talk to my parents. Yeah, I think you might, Shar said, staring down at her feet. Josie looked like she was going to be sick. I knew what she was thinking. Could it be that she was adopted and her parents hadn't told her? I had suspected this since she told us that neither of her parents were witches, but I hadn't said anything. Josie, we don't know anything for certain. You could have just accidentally made the rock, or Shar's dad's experiments are wrong, I said. She didn't look too much happier. I need to call my parents, she said, and she started walking towards the office. That's when the bell rang for class. Do you want us to come with you? Shar yelled after her. Josie just shook her head. She didn't turn to look at us, and she kept walking towards the office. 
We didn't see Josie for the rest of the day. When we asked the office, the ladies told us that she wasn't feeling well and had been picked up by her parents. When mom picked me up from school that afternoon, she was unusually chirpy. Sweetie, how was your day? She asked, her eyes happy and wide. Um, it was okay. Why? I asked. Nothing new to report? She asked me straight away, without missing a beat. Nope, not really, I said. She was acting weird again. Oh, so you didn't want to tell me about your boyfriend? She asked, as she turned around and pulled the car out of the school driveway. What? I asked. Oh my god, how does she know? I thought. You forget I work with Justin's mother, she said with a little grin on her face. She told me he wanted to take you to the basketball game this weekend. Did she? I said, looking straight ahead and crossing my arms. Yes, she did. Mom didn't say anything else, just grinned at me and kept driving. <sighs> okay, yes, he did ask me to the game. It's no big deal, and he is so not my boyfriend. Oh yeah, right, she said and rolled her eyes. Something told me she may have seen my diary at home. It's true, we are just hanging out, as friends, I said. Oh, okay, she said. She was smirking to herself, and I knew she was going to tell Dad when we got home. How embarrassing. How did his mother even know already? We had only discussed it today. Although, he had asked me when we were out running on the weekend, and I hadn't given him an answer. Maybe he had been speaking with her afterwards. When we got home, my dad was over at Char's place again. I assumed they were testing the rocks more. Mom and I had some reheated pizza, and then she went up to bed to read a book. I jumped on my computer to see who was online to chat to. Char's name popped up on my chat immediately. Charlotte, 6.59pm. Hey Rose, big news. Can you give me a call? Rosalie, 7pm. Sure, just give me a sec. I ran to the kitchen to grab the phone. Hey, she said as she answered after the first ring. Hey, what's up? Josie's here, with her parents, Char said. She's upset. Oh no, what's happened? I asked, sitting down on the office chair. Well, you can probably guess. Josie's just been told she's adopted. Oh god, my heart dropped. How is she? Is she okay? Yeah, I think she's coming to terms with it. Her parents were going to tell her when they thought she was old enough. They just really struggled to know when that would be. She's just stopped crying. I think, deep down, she's always known. Explains why they aren't witches and have no power, I said. Yeah, it was pretty obvious from the start, but my heart goes out to her, Char said. Me too, I said. It must have been heartbreaking for her. So anyway, that's not the biggest news, Char said. So our dads were studying the origins of the soul stones, and they date back thousands of years to the first witches. As we already know, I said. Yes. But what we didn't know originally is that the mother witch couldn't create the soul stone until she was under threat, Char said. Yeah, so Josie was under threat in the fire, I said. Well, no, she wasn't under threat. Everyone else was. The soul stones could only be created when the mother witch was under threat. From another witch. Oh my god, I said. You don't mean... 
Yes, that's exactly what we're thinking. There is another witch in Laudemir. Wow, do we know who it is? No, Shar said. But it's obviously a fire witch who started the fire. That's all we can gather so far. Hey, I have to go. My dad's calling me. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow, I said. Okay, bye, she hung up. I sat there looking at the phone after Shar hung up. There was another witch in Laudemir. We hadn't had many witches here in my lifetime, and now we had two witches? How does it even happen? I was just about to get up and go upstairs when I heard the computer bing. I had another chat. Hey. The message read 8.03pm from Justin Watson. Oh my god. Rosalie, 8.15pm. Hey. Justin, 8.17pm. What are you up to? Rosalie, 8.20pm. Oh, nothing much. Just homework. I lied. I couldn't really write. Oh, just chatting to Char about a potential fire witch in town. Oh, and Josie's a witch too. A mother witch. Justin quickly typed back. Justin, 8.23pm. Cool, me too. I had no idea what to say back to that. Luckily, he sent another chat. Justin, 8.25pm. So, have you written any more about grass? Rosalie, 8.26pm. Ha ha, very funny. Justin, 8.27pm. No, seriously though, I really liked it. Did you write any more? I didn't think he really liked it. Surely not. It was only like a sentence. But it was sweet that he said he was interested. Rosalie, 8.29pm. No, I haven't really had time, and I'm not really very good. I just do it sometimes, mucking around really. Justin, 8.32pm. Well, you are really good. You should make time to write more. Have you thought about writing a book? Rosalie, 8.34pm. Oh my god, no. That would be so hard. Justin, 8.35pm. Why would it be hard? Books are just a bunch of sentences. You've already written some. He made it sound so easy. Rosalie, 8.37pm. Because I don't have the time or the skills, and I have never written a book before in my life. Also, I don't know many nine-year-old authors. He took a little while to respond, but I could see the three little dots moving like he was typing a really long message. Then they stopped. Then they started moving again. Justin, 8.40pm. Okay, first of all, do you think I learned to play football by just walking onto a field and picking up a ball and being awesome? Rosalie, 8.41pm. Yes. I added a lol emoji. He wrote back with a lol emoji. Justin, 8.43pm. Well, I didn't. I worked hard, and I trained every day, and I dreamed about it. Everything I do is about football, and that's how I got good at it. I kind of became obsessed with it, but in a good way. Rosalie, 8.45pm. Yeah, and you are awesome at football. Justin, 8.47pm. Thank you. And it's because I practiced. It's the same with you with the book. If you wanted to write a book, you could. You could start right now. All you have to do is make time, practice until you have the skills, and then give it a try. What's the worst that could happen? Rosalie, 8.49pm. I don't know, really. I guess I can't really fail, can I? I could just give it a go, and if it doesn't work out, it's no big deal. Justin, 8.51pm. Exactly. 
Hey, I gotta go help with the dishes, but do you want to catch up before school tomorrow? Rosalie, 8.54 p.m. Yeah, sounds good. I couldn't believe he liked hanging out with me as much as I liked hanging out with him. Justin, 8.55 p.m. Okay, I'll meet with the gates. Rosalie, 8.56 p.m. Okay, see ya. Justin, 8.57 p.m. Sweet dreams. Oh my god, that was so cute. I didn't know what to write back. I wanted to say, sweet dreams, but I thought that was too obvious. Before I could think of something better, he signed off. Damn it. Oh well. Hopefully I would see him at school the next day. I didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow, but I knew something was going to go down. I rushed up the stairs with Frankie running after me. He snorted as he jumped up each step. He was the cutest little gremlin puppy. I scooped him up and carried him into my bed and plopped him on the end where he liked to sleep. I got changed and then lay in bed. I couldn't believe how much had happened in the last few weeks. We met a witch. I had a... boyfriend? He wasn't really my boyfriend, but it was fun to think he was. What if he was going to be my boyfriend? Would he ask me to be his girlfriend? That would be too good to be true. I didn't want to get my hopes up, especially after hearing what happened with Josie's last boyfriend. But I didn't think Justin was like that. He was a really nice person, and really sweet and cute, and oh my god, I needed to stop obsessing about him. I shoved the pillow over my face and tried to block out the thoughts. I drifted off to sleep a little bit later, with Frankie snoring at my toes. <laughs>